0: Hello everybody, welcome and welcome back to The Missing Piece, a place where we discuss making peace without mind, body and souls. And do you know what guys, I'm just gonna say I am just really incredibly grateful to be here every week talking to you having these conversations with amazing people and today's guest is no exception she is Ali Phillips a wild swimming guide here in the Lake District I say here in the Lake District uh, just lamenting the fact that I don't technically live in the Lake District I live in Cumbria but you know it's uh, it's close to my heart and it is close to me physically As well. And yeah, today we have Ali Phillips on the show talking all about wild swimming, talking about the just the absolutely powerful mental and physical benefits of wild swimming. We're also going to discuss basically our love of the Lake District, and Ali shares this, and she's a blogger. So definitely check out her blog, it'll be linked below, and definitely check out her Instagram to just. Find out loads more about enjoying the Lake District. uh, She provides some really easy guidance as well and some things that people really want to know like what are the cozy pubs? Where can we get our favorite brownies? You know, priorities here when we've just been outside and we need to warm up and just kind of like let it all sink in. So yeah, we discuss all this. We even talk about microplastics in our waterways, which, you know, that's sad, but it's something that needs to be discussed as well. So I am a massive wild swimming fan and that is also why I wanted Ali on the show so she could actually share her knowledge and wisdom rather than me going hey everybody go wild swimming and I don't massively know much about it, I don't necessarily know how to do it safely, but I I just do it. So Ali is here to provide that guidance, uh, especially if you're a beginner as well. So yeah, do check it out. I hope you enjoy this episode and I know it's going to provide you with a little bit of inspiration of how to get outdoors. You don't even have to be in the Lake District, by the way, for any of this. This is just all about swimming in your local area or just in general getting out into nature. So yeah, Ali is going to provide you loads of inspiration on that. So enjoy. Hi, Ali. Welcome to the Missing Piece podcast. It is a real pleasure to have you here.
1: Hello. It's a pleasure to be on. Thank you. Um,
0: I would love it if you could just start by letting everybody know who you are, what it is that you do, and I guess just a bit about how you've got that you've come to where you are now.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm Ali. I Um, do lots of things. I find that a really hard question to answer. Um, I I do a lot of writing about the Lake District. I do a lot of um, swimming as well. That's the main kind of outdoor sport that I do. Um, But I also like to have a go at everything. Um, The kind of, I guess, journey that's got me here. I've done lots of jobs over loads of years, seasonal jobs and uh, fun jobs and not fun jobs and <laughs> all different kind of things. And I kind of landed in the Lake District uh, a few years ago, and and uh, of course how can you not love it here? And that's where kind of all the wild swimming started or started really kicking off. Um, and I thought, well, why not stay? Uh, it's an amazing place. And um, so I also work in a shop here as well. And so yeah, it's all it's all pretty gravy.
0: Brilliant, lovely. So. I would love to know it right? because I, I love wild swimming as well but I want to hear from somebody who is definitely a lot more expert than I am in it. I would love to hear why it is that you enjoy the wild swimming really? What is it that that does it for you with it?
1: So well it's lots of things really. I think it depends on the day or the time of year. Um, it, basically it's another excuse to get outside isn't it? You You know being outside is long proven good for your health Uh, I mean who was it the Greeks were sending people to the countryside to go ah this is amazing for your health go and cure whatever ailment you have Uh, and it still holds true today you know if you're feeling sad or if I'm feeling anxious or or a lot's been getting on top then just going outside is is great but what drew me to swimming is you have to concentrate on being in the water uh, in the winter, that's that's the cold water. So your mind and body is fully taken up with that sensation of being cold, and and overcoming that sensation and embracing it. So I really like that as as that like brain quietening. That, I don't know if that's really a phrase, but that like brain quietening concept where you can really be in the water and just relax and breathe, and that's all you can think about. Mm, I love it it is it's very
0: mindful and it brings you really to the present doesn't it
1: Mm, yeah definitely
0: yeah so if somebody says listen to this and they're going oh yeah while swimming that sounds really cool but I've never done it before what what's your advice for actually getting started how can we actually do this safely
1: yeah it's something I try and promote a lot alongside the like amazing pictures of swimming and Something in beautiful places. It's also good to do it safely and do it in a way that's not harming yourself or or putting anyone else in danger. Um, I always promote going with a guide first time off. Um, I happen to be one as well. <laughs> a bit of self promotion, I guess. But uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> why not? I always try and promote it anyway. And and there's lots of other people wherever you are in the country now. It, wild swimming becoming. More and more popular, so there are people everywhere, all around the world, that will take you while swimming. And I think that's a great way to learn um, to learn the basics, essentially, and the how not to harm yourself, and, and the kind of uh, simple things to know before you're getting in the water yourself. Um, some people are lucky enough to have a good friend that does it, or a family member that can take them. Um, and that's a great way to do it as well. Someone who already has that experience, but there's plenty of kind of introduction sessions out there, uh, especially in the lakes, but in the dales and in Scotland and all around the place. You, you've got so many sessions now you could go along to to kind of learn the basics.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, so, what does a session actually involve?
0: You know, obviously we're going to go swimming and things, but but what is it that you that you involve in your sessions?
1: Yeah I mean um, I do various ones so I run group sessions which um, depending on the weather we run them and uh, we'll talk about basically what to look for in a swim spot so when you get to somewhere we do it as we arrive you know I walk them to the area in the lake or river or waterfall we're going to and I say right what what are we looking for and Uh, looking for like a safe place to get in and then especially when it comes to moving water so rivers and waterfalls and things have we got then a safe place to get out whether that's further downstream or the other side of the water or are we able to have kind of somewhere we can get out really safely Uh, a bit easier in a lake because 95% of the time you can get in and out from the same place Um, but it is worth taking note of definitely there's so many people who I think will have got into water they're excited they're like oh yeah I really want to have a go and then you know they're like oh hang on how do I get out of this again (laughs) um so yeah we talk about that we then talk about uh kit some people find that really boring some people have hundreds of questions about swimming kit and things like that I'm a big fan of the you know I always have in the boot of my car a swimsuit a towel um and some swimming socks always, just in case I'm driving past a lake or a river or waterfall and I think, oh, I'm going to get in there and, you know, it's something to do. Uh, And then, yeah, we go for a swim. All my intro sessions, everyone's getting wet. Even if you only go up to your knees or your waist, everyone's going in and having a go Uh, and you've achieved something then. Um, I'm a big believer that you don't have to have gone in and swum a mile with your head in to to really enjoy um, the wild swimming experience and everything. And then when we get out, we talk about warming up and various other dangers, things to look for in wildlife. You know, there's a really wide spectrum of things we cover. uh, And a lot of it is led by the participants, like the people that are there, um, because they all have different questions. So the basics are the same, and I cover that all the time. But some people might be more interested in finding their own swimming spots. So we get a map out and we talk about Safely finding them and how you know if it's okay to swim there. Whereas other people might be more interested in like the long distance type of swimming. So we talk about logistics of long distance swimming in lakes and rivers and uh, where you can find people to help with that and things like that. And for other people, it's more about the mental health benefits. So there's a really big part of of like the mental health benefits that we talk about as well. And and yeah, so I run all different types of sessions, everything from Uh, long distance swimming to just being in the cold water and cold water immersion brilliant
0: yeah so it's great that you tailor it for the people that come along because I mean like you mentioned then there's a bunch of different ways that you can wild swim (laughs) wild dip whatever it is that we want to call it um would you mind just telling us a little bit more about the the benefits the mental health benefits and the potentially the physiological benefits of, of wild swimming or cold water immersion I guess
1: yeah so um there's still lots of research being done about this while swimming's pretty new still to the scene um but the research already is showing amazing results from you know not minor things but i guess more common things like being in the water the cold water so anything under kind of 15 degrees being in the cold water um can help with uh Depression, anxiety, um, OCD and and lots of like a massive spectrum of mental health disorders that uh, just being in there for I think I've read something once where it said over a week to be in for 12 minutes. That's the space of a week. That's that's not in one day. 12 minutes in cold water can be a long time for a lot of people. But over a week, just 12 minutes in cold water can make a massive difference to your mental health if kept up as a hobby. Uh, Which really, twelve minutes isn't very long. It's not a long time, and you know, as a beginner, I think that's something really achievable. Even if you don't live near a lake, I'm very lucky. I live right next to the lake. Uh, It can be something that you can achieve with cold showers, or uh, get an old bath off Facebook Marketplace, stick it in your back garden, fill it with water, um, put a rubber duck in it, and and it does the same thing. You know, that cold water immersion. You're forcing your body into something really challenging. It is physically challenging but then there's other um, studies that are coming out that say it can help like while swimming or cold water swimming can help uh, stop the early onset dementia uh, and things like that and can help with um, the effect of Parkinson's disease and and the symptoms with that because they can be pretty life-changing so there's lots of things coming out that suggest that it really helps with your like neurological system Um, obviously the the kind of cardiovascular benefits and muscular benefits are great as well athletes have been taking ice baths for i don't know i'm not an athlete <laughs> but i think for quite a long time um but there's plenty of other benefits that i think will keep coming out uh and being discovered every time i read something i think oh amazing I'm gonna live till I'm 150
0: <laughs> <laughs> brilliant yeah this is for life this is for longevity now <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. absolutely I'm in it for life now you're gonna see me I'm gonna be 102 years old swimming in Derwent yeah. water
0: <laughs> it's all because of this what the cold water <laughs> yeah.
1: and there's still gonna be people walking past going is it cold and I, go, yeah,
0: yeah. It is. <laughs> I love it I love when people do that I was swimming yeah. in um was it Ridal Cave back in January? And people like, "Is oh, it cold?" Wow. And I'm like, huh, "Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> is. <laughs> it's cold." And that's why I'm doing it because I'm probably sound like a crazy person to you. But I think I mentioned, there there are so many physical and mental benefits mm-hmm. to the whale swimming to the cold water. Do you think that's potentially why it's on the rise? Is this so, anything? Do you think related to the, you know the pandemic and just maybe how that's had an effect on people's mental health?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of outdoor sports the pandemic was a massive catalyst for wild swimming uh people who already swum in pools they all closed for a really long time and a lot didn't reopen like the one in Keswick that never reopened so there's a lot of people who are without their water fix and it was such a hot summer that first year in the pandemic 2020 I remember sitting outside I lived in a flat then and we didn't have a garden or anything and I remember sitting outside my front door uh, on a camping chair, drinking a cocktail at two pm in the afternoon. Because why not? Uh, yeah, different times. <laughs> and and you know, it was such beautiful weather that people took to when you could go back in the water. People took to swimming, um, and we saw that massive, massive rise. And I think those people that picked it up in the summer, went, oh well, I feel quite good for doing it. I feel good for getting out. I feel better because I've been out of the house. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, and as people pick it up it's it's becoming more and more prevalent so I think yeah it's that was a massive catalyst and and also the there's a lot of press around our waterways and how clean they are Um, I've been part of various experiments about testing the cleanliness of our waterways I think it's so important to share what is in them you know what are we contributing to and what can we help with Um, so I've been part of those and I think In like the 90s and the the early 2000s, there was a lot of press saying everything's really dirty. Don't go in the water. You're going to die. And everything's dirty. But there's a lot of places where it is really safe to swim. Um, And the more effort we put into keeping our waterways clean and making them cleaner as well. You know, there's a long way to go. um, Then it becomes a lot safer to swim in them. Mm,
0: lovely oh, i didn't know you've been involved in in these studies so you said then there's places that are really safe to swim is it that is it also from your research from from being involved in these studies have you found that there are places that yeah places that are safe to swim and places that aren't so safe to swim
1: yeah so you've got uh the the people i worked with is, is a place called we swim wild and Laura is amazing. She runs it, and we took part in a citizenship survey. I think it was one of the biggest in Europe, Um, all about testing the level of microplastics in the waterways. So I did it in Bassenthwaite Lake, um, just up the road from here, and swam out into the middle. And we had to fill up wine bottles full of water. Uh, And I actually then this was like in the middle of a lockdown. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember which one, but one of them. And uh, I was actually then working in Wales because they had to be dropped at Klangoflin, or oh, did they? Or somewhere. Some university in Wales where they were tested for their microplastic levels. And you can see the results on We Swim Wild. And um, I think there were over 50 waterways tested in the UK, possibly even more. And every single one had microplastics in. It was obviously really sad and and something needs to be done about it but even in water that is from the source there was microplastics found in source water which which is such a shame you know these are plastics that aren't visible to the eye so it's in our water system now um, and some of them were really shockingly high the lake district one was was one of the lowest which I'm very thankful for um, but there are other issues we have as well obviously but um, yeah there's lots going on you've got surface against sewage more kind of beach stuff but they're really trying to do something really great and lots of other people who are as well.
0: Wow, that's, I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? To have the microplastics getting into these, yeah, these beautiful bodies of water that are a drinking source as well, a lot of them. Mm. Um, I'll link that below, We Swim Wild. I'll put that, I'll find that up and put that out. And I, I want to look at the results myself as well. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah, she's just starting like a year-long study as well. I think that's going to be starting soon. Uh, so I'll be taking part in that and every month for a year, be measuring microplastics in the same body of water just if it fluctuates with flood water or if it fluctuates with various other things so yeah i think she's just looking for funding for that and then that will be going as well brilliant
0: that's really great yeah i will definitely link that below um
1: what does it make you think then when they're
0: discovering this microplastics in the water i mean is there something that can we individually do anything about this do you think
1: Uh, I mean, honest answer? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not a scientist. Uh, It's really, I'm not, I don't have that kind of sciencey mind. Um, Things we can do as the general public, and I think probably with the people that listen to your podcast, it's probably preaching to the choir, but picking up litter when you see it. Um, You know, if you see a plastic wrapper on the side, don't leave it there for it to break down and become part of our water system. Pick it up, put it in your bag, uh, take it home with you, or put it in the nearest bin. Um, and I think you know there are a lot of people doing that, but then there's equally a lot of people who don't pick up their litter. And and it's really important that we do. If you are swimming, or if you are paddleboarding, let's say, or kayaking, or or whatever water sport it is that you love doing, um, you know, pick it up off the waterways as well. Um, have a spare dry bag that you can chuck rubbish in and do that. Um, I paddled along a canal in Lancashire in the summer and picked up like two, three bags of rubbish along the way. Um, wow. And you know, it, canals tend to gather it They They go through really highly populated areas, but it, it's just really shocking. And I, that was all like a carry. I didn't have anything else on me to carry anymore. Um, but there are people out there doing a really good thing and, and picking up that litter, but there's loads more. Of, if you go to We Swim Wild's website, they've got so many helpful links. You can write a letter to your MP about the situation and and they've got templates for that on their website. So you don't you don't need to think of that. They they've done that for you.
0: Yeah, that's really great. No, I'm definitely gonna check that out and see what to do. But do you know what I remember once going to Blackpool, um Mm. when was it about five years ago and yeah, that people it would have been a busy day and you know the tide was coming in and people were leaving. But there was so much rubbish and I just couldn't enjoy it. And I was with my mum and my sister um, and I was like, I'm just going to have to start picking up rubbish. And yeah. mum had a spare bag, so I picked it up. And then she she's quite into the stuff as well. So she was like, right, no, I'll do it. And then my sister got involved as well and we oh. did it. But like, there was just, there's no way you could have picked it all up though. And it just, it blew my mind really. That's all just going to end up in the ocean, which is then going to have an effect on the wildlife. It's going to, what's well, going to affect in our lives as well is the other way to look at it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. The, there's, News stories where they found microplastics in in placentas of newborns and and things like that and it, it's it's just baffling like like I said I don't have that science mind uh, to understand how but the the facts are just really shocking sometimes they can it can be really depressing and and really sad um, which is why kind of promoting protecting it and protecting the areas it is is really good and, and making sure you leave no trace that's a perfect message to use really yeah definitely
0: um and like i said i guess it can feel it can feel quite intense i guess and it can, we can probably i guess feel a bit helpless with it all sometimes but it's you know it's good to know that we can all just kind of i guess do a little bit do what we can do under our control mm. and i imagine at the same time just in general when we're experiencing and enjoying the outdoors through wild swimming or through walking or through, you know, hiking, whatever it is, um, that in itself is we're going to build our respect because we're going to have that kind of that connection with it, I guess, almost.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes I feel really guilty if I haven't got a bag or I've forgotten something, I'm just popped out for something quick and I haven't got anything to put the litter away. I feel really guilty. I think, Oh God, ah, what do I do? But, um, I think sometimes like I can't do everything I'm not a martyr I can't do it all and and uh you know I try hard and I hope everybody, most other people do as well so yeah. yeah I think it can get better but uh gotta start somewhere
0: yeah that's it it's being conscious of it but also I guess like you said kind to ourselves because yeah it's it's not it's not always easy sometimes is it to do these things and mm. I know before when I've gone out somewhere then I've I've tried not to get like a takeaway cup for example but mm-hmm. then it you know you go somewhere and they just served in a take- takeaway cup it was a um, service station I went to and then I felt really guilty because I got like, oh, this little takeaway cup and I've actually got my little um, you know my, my little my, oh, what do you even call them but, you know like a thermal
1: yeah mug thermos, in a car, right? and I could have brought that in yeah these little
0: things but we do have to be kind to ourselves and all as well because if we're conscious of it and we're respecting the environment as much as possible then then that's going to be having an impact as well isn't it
1: Yeah, definitely. And I still want to go outside and enjoy it. And I just, you know, in all the the writing I do about the lakes as well and and Cumbria uh, as a wider county. But all that writing I do, I do try and promote good practices as well. I always leave links to uh, Leave No Trace and leave links to um, like what to do if you see something or what you can do to help and and everything like that. Uh, You know, taking a bus instead of driving, et cetera.
0: Yeah, that's it. You're, you know, you're spreading that out there in your writing. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that, about your blogging. What kind of um, have you always been into writing? What's inspired
1: you to to do this? Uh, again, I, I've done lots of things. <laughs> writing has never really been one of them. Uh, not seriously, anyway. Um, I'm rubbish at creative writing. Never asked me to write a story or a poem. Um, <laughs> I am absolutely horrific at it. Uh, I actually studied English literature at university. Um, and now my parents will be very pleased that I am using it <laughs> to write blogs. I'm actually <laughs> using my degree.
0: <laughs> uh, Yay!
1: Charity. I know. I'm earning it. Uh, definitely. But um, it, it was a lockdown thing. Again, I don't do well being bored. Uh, I'm not very good at it. Um, and if this opportunity came about with this amazing brand called Girl About. Um, and it is uh, a bunch of um, women uh, all across the country who write about their local area. So I'm not the only. Uh, my handle is Girl About the Lake District, but I'm not the only one. There's a Girl About Kent and a Girl About Liverpool and Manchester and and various other ones. And um, uh, we all write about how much we lo- love our local area. It's a really amazing community to be a part of. Um, they they're definitely going places you know it's a travel brand as well so it is a place for um women from from all around the world to come and get tips on travel not just local travel we are actually, actually a very small part of a of a big brand um but travel all over the world and and tips on like weekends away whether that be like adventurous weekends or shopping weekends or family weekends or um like culture filled weekends and and like the best things to do so yeah I kind of have that responsibility for the Lake District and share what's going on locally um and that some of that is in like short form content so whether that's on Instagram like just like a reel about like what have I done before like my top 10 brownies in the Lake District I love a chocolate brownie I'm a big fan Uh, I really struggle if we go to a bakery or somewhere not to get a chocolate brownie. I know I should taste other things as well, but (laughs) chocolate brownies just have my heart. (laughs) Um, And then some of it's in long form content as well. So I write full pieces about um, like accessible walks in the Lake District. That's probably been one of my most popular pieces. So um, like top 10 accessible walks, whether you are pushing a wheelchair or a pushchair or you just your mobility isn't as good as it once was, or you like something that's not as uh, challenging. You know, a lot of the Lake District walks can be a little intimidating, especially if you're not used to it, but you don't need to go high to get an amazing view. One of my favorite walks in the Lake District is around Buttermere, and you really don't need to go high at all. It's, it's, it's kind of a medium length walk, but you don't gain or, or lose much height, and the views are incredible absolutely stunning there's always photographers there taking a view taking a picture of the view so that means it must be great (laughs) (laughs) um and so I'm a really big believer in kind of just sharing this knowledge it's not a secret the Lake District isn't a secret I don't want to gatekeep any of it I want to share it but in a responsible way um which is challenging there's definitely a line to walk um you know sharing these places but saying make like making a note saying if the car park is full, here are options for buses, or here's another option for parking, rather than, you know, there's we've had lots of problems with blocking roads and things like that. But I love it. I love sharing about the Lake District. I think it's amazing. And I think everybody should know where to get by their top 10 brownies yeah definitely that's a
0: priority in life
1: <laughs> absolutely I, wherever I go I need to try the nearest brownie <laughs>
0: definitely I have to say that every time I kind of like get outdoors or something a real priority in that as well is where's the cafe afterwards where is the cake being eaten afterwards because it just rounds it all up doesn't it it's a yeah. whole experience <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely I always get I get so many messages on Instagram that are like oh where's an amazing walk that ends at a really good pub I'm like great right. this is I love this so anyone yeah. can I ask me that any day <laughs>
0: Have you done like, um? have you done a pub walk one as well, a blog?
1: Oh, I don't know if I've actually got a written one. I've definitely done like a little roundup on Instagram, but I could probably do I could just, yeah, very easily write like a long form piece on uh, pub walks in the Lake District.
0: <laughs> Happy to do research on that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, if I need to go out and, you know, take one for the team and, and go to some pubs, I think hot oh, yeah. sacrifice
0: yeah. yeah I think one of my next
1: pieces might be like cozy pubs in the Lake District so that's kind Ooh. of like the right thing seeing as we're coming into cozy yeah. pub season
0: very nice yeah mm-hmm. perfect for autumn and winter and kind of that hibernation especially after getting out in the the weather as it can be at the moment <laughs> yeah
1: definitely and you know we've got to support our local um drinking holes <laughs> yeah absolutely I love your passion
0: for it all, though, and as well the fact that you are sharing it because like you said it's not a secret and i imagine a lot of people out there yeah they just don't know where to start with the mm-hmm. swimming or with just getting outdoors in general so if you can make it something that's you know just providing all the information because we can't just assume that you know if you just because you're somebody who might go outdoors doesn't mean that somebody else maybe has the confidence to do it i know loads of people if you find this as well i'm sure you have but loads of people particularly women that I've met who want to go out and do things or even want to go out on solo travel but it's it's scary it's intimidating and I know you said yourself prior to us starting to record that you've you know done a lot of jobs and, and gone to different places and things mm-hmm. so I don't know if you mind sharing a little bit about that what your experiences have been has that been that yes yeah, so it's been outside of the UK as well has it
1: uh, a little bit yeah Um, but main, mainly in the UK but I mean I think it's Great. I'd love to travel more outside the UK and outside of Europe, but uh, I lived for a couple of years on the Isle of Wight. Um, I spent some time in Winchester, and I worked. Uh, I worked seasonal jobs, so I worked for a company called PGL. Uh, lots of people know who they are. They do kids' holidays. Um, I loved it. I loved my job. Um, I love kids. I think they are the best people on earth. Um, they just make used to make me laugh every day. Um, and yeah, it took me all over the UK. I'd do like two weeks in Devon and I'd go do a week in Sussex and I'd always try and go and see the local area or ask people, oh, where should I go for lunch on my day off or various other bits of bobs. And I just think it's amazing. And I love doing that kind of traveling around, um, and living out of a backpack or a suitcase or whatever, uh, and doing a job I really loved as well. Um, you know, I very much, I had friends visit a few months ago. Uh, and they they live near Birmingham. Uh, they've both got fantastic jobs um, and have a have a lovely life down there. And they said, "Oh, you really uh, you really work to live. You don't live to work." And I thought it was a really nice way of putting it. Um, yeah. I've never been a career girl. It's not my mm-hmm. thing. I do lots of things, but I wouldn't. You know, when someone says, "Oh, what's your career?" I don't know. <laughs> Bit of everything. <laughs> and uh yeah I've never been that career girl but I like to have a go at everything and if someone says oh do you want to do you want to do this for a few months yeah sure why not you know I might be rubbish at it but there's only one way to find out I guess. I love it so what do you think has kind of nurtured that part of you has that been you know do you
0: think there's been your upbringing has it been something that you kind of learned through your experiences to just kind of um yeah give things a go and and also as well with the traveling did you find that scary in the
1: beginning? um the traveling part I mean I finished university fairly cliche I think I went to university came back home and went I don't want to be in Norfolk anymore there's not much to be here so I looked for jobs that had accommodation and googled uh jobs with accommodation I didn't really care what got paid because I knew you'd get put up for free I just wanted to be somewhere different and PGL was probably in the top three things that came up uh, and that's kind of what stuck for a little while uh, I've also been an ice rink manager for like one of those winter pop-up ice rinks more stressful than it sounds I will admit yeah. um, but I mean <laughs> yeah pretty much really stressful but I I mean I used to be a really shy kid in some ways um, I, I remember kind of going out with my mum and being really shy. I, I, I did a lot of dance growing up and I remember crying because I didn't want to go on stage. There's a picture of me uh, in a school play as a child and I'm dressed, it must be a, like a nativity, I'm dressed as an angel and I'm crying. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> 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 uh, an yeah, uh, A wee pe- weeping angel. <laughs> uh, I remember being cast as Joseph in my school play at primary school and I cried and I spent the play sat on my like, either my mum or dad's lap and spent the whole time sat there I was so shy and now I mean I then continued dancing I did that at university as well and now I love being on stage I love being the center of attention I'm not afraid to say that (laughs) um there's no shame in that and I love just people and being around people um a bit like kind of boredom if I'm not around people I, I really struggle um, especially over a long time, long periods of time. Uh, I really struggle not to have that kind of conversation and interaction, definitely. Um, I don't really know what changed it. I think maybe I just hit a hit a, a wall and went, cool, I'm going to be confident now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so
0: interesting, isn't it? Because,
1: yes, yeah,
0: I don't know, maybe at some point you, your whole body went do you know what I actually want to I don't want to feel this way so much anymore And then you've gone ahead and tried different things that have then brought that part out of you I guess and yeah. I liked yeah I liked as well that you mentioned about you know my you know you like being the center of attention because mm-hmm. I think we can get so confused or so I don't know we can struggle with uh differentiating between what is just a real nice natural confidence but then also I guess what can sound say like cocky or braggy in the UK we really struggle with that don't we kind of like owning our own confidence compared to 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 yeah one like people thinking that you're you're being I don't know what it is necessarily but yeah it's that cockiness it's that brashiness but yeah I I like that you mentioned that because it is so important for us to just go do you know what I enjoy doing that and I'm allowed to say it and I'm allowed to be it because that's me
1: yeah yeah I, I think sometimes people are afraid to say they're good at something Um, yeah like the years I spent in PGL being an instructor there I was a good instructor I I was good and uh it wasn't just because I'd have like an end of year review with my manager and they told me I was all right I I think I thought I was good not in a cocky way though it was just like I'm good at my job and I really enjoy it because of that um and I think that's a really nice privilege to have um but I think it has taken time I don't know I don't know. I don't really know what changed my attitude to kind of being outgoing. Uh, maybe my, I mean, my parents got divorced when I was 11. So I think I was then forced, I had to get a bus between their houses on my own or well, after a year or two. And, and so I think I was forced to do things that were out of my comfort zone. And I definitely remember being nervous at a bus stop and being really nervous about getting on a bus on my own and having to go somewhere, even though I had a mobile phone by that point. Uh, a little Nokia brick thing and I could you know ring whoever and and it was fine Uh, but I remember them being like well that nervous feeling is okay maybe sitting with that nervousness I still get nervous Mm. about things Uh, that's normal (laughs) Uh, but I don't know Uh, people seem to like me (laughs) most people seem (laughs) to like me so why not just go in and do it and if people don't like you they don't like you it's it's not worth worrying about I think
0: yeah no that's a really good attitude to have and I know you when you um uh, we always like a little kind of uh asked you some questions to fill in a form before coming up to the podcast mm. and you mentioned in it describing yourself as an all-around happy girl and I, I like that because I I thought that came through on in your Instagram anyways um, and talking to you as well. There is this energy and, and and I think it's probably why people like you because you're just being, you're being yourself as well. And I think, you know, that's what people like and it's a happiness. It's a, a positive light energy, which I think, yeah, you really exude. So I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank
1: you. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard. And I, I will admit, I'm not very good at showing the off days. Um, I know it's really important, and obviously I have them. I have those days where I wake up and I think, "Oh God," and I just I feel anxious about things, and I can't figure out why. Which then I get stressed about, and then because I'm stressed about it, I then get more anxious about it. I think, like, "Oh God," uh, and I'm really bad at showing those days. Uh, but everybody should know I have them. I'm not, you know, I am a happy person in general. Um, and I'm very privileged and lucky to to be happy because of where I am and what I'm doing, but I you know I still have those days where it's hard. And full circle back to swimming does really help with that. <laughs> so really yeah. great for it. You know, some days if I've been um, particularly stressed or uh, anxious or I'm just really struggling with something, sometimes my other half will pack a swim bag for when I get home from work. And he'll say, "We're going swimming." And I'm like, okay, and I, I instantly feel better. I'm a nicer person afterwards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it just makes me feel like a bit of a reset and i um and that that does really, really help, especially you know modern day is stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, modern day is really stressful. I'd live in the medieval times if it wasn't for the plague. Yeah. (laughs) If
0: it wasn't for all them them ways that we we could probably die earlier. But yeah, it would um, (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. Um, thank you thank you for sharing that because that's that's it. I think people can then go, well you're a happy person, so therefore you're happy all the time. But you're a human being that has emotions that has ups and downs. So you know, I like that you share that and you you found what works for you. How was it over the lockdown then when it was a bit more, all the lockdowns, you know, for, for actually not being able to get out swimming, did that have an effect on your mental yeah, health? Yeah, I
1: mean, the first one, there was a, a limit on you couldn't go in the water. I can't remember exactly now, but you couldn't swim for a while. And, and that definitely did have an impact on me. Uh, you know, like everybody, we were stuck inside. I was on furlough, so was my other half. We were stuck in a one-bed flat, you know, not being a, you know, we had the Lake District, but you could go for a walk a day. Um, and there were some rocky times in there, you know, there were times where it was hard and we were at each other because we were just both not able to do what we wanted to do, which was go climbing or go for a long walk or go camping or all those things that we love to do and we couldn't do it. Um, I put on a lot of weight cause I did a lot of baking. <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know, you just found other ways. Um, my other half bought me a second-hand Wii Fit or a Wii. Nintendo Wii, that's the thing. My birthday, because that was in lockdown. And we played a lot of Mario Kart. We got really good <laughs> at it. <laughs> um, and just adapted and um, thought of other things. Inside hobbies. Big emphasis on what inside hobbies do I have. I made a lot of origami, something I picked mm. up doing my GCSEs lots of years ago. And picked that back up and the house was full of origami. <laughs> um, <laughs> did more yoga. I taught myself handstands again. Um, tried to walk every path up as uh, We lived in Keswick at the time as well. So tried to do every path up and down Lattrick. There's a lot on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> tried to do pretty much all of them. Uh, but yeah, just lots of things that I tried to do. But I'm not denying lockdown wasn't hard. It was hard. Um, but lots of good came from it. I wouldn't have started my business taking people while swimming. If it wasn't for lockdowns, I wouldn't have started writing probably if it wasn't for lockdowns, cause I would have been in a full-time job. Uh, and so I wouldn't have been looking to fill the time. So I'm thankful in a way, uh, not for the pandemic, but for the fact it gave me time to look and go, right. I love being here. And I did, lo- I like my job, I still work in that job, just not full time. But I need, I think I need more, and I need to do something yeah. else. That's, yeah. that's mine, and not just a job I'm working somewhere else, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's really great that you then explored ways in which you could still you know kind of get through the the pandemic and get through the not being able to do the usual things that you use to kind of feel good in life the getting outdoors and other coping mechanisms and and just exploring ways in which you could do this indoors and then like I think that space and lockdown really really helped a lot of people I guess and obviously like I said it's I, you know don't ever wish there was a pandemic mm. but sometimes it's important to just kind of think what what has come from it that could be positive so so yeah but um yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Ali, for coming on the podcast. I'd love it if you could just finish by sharing a little bit more about where we can find you. Um, I know I'll link it all in the show notes below, but yeah, and other things you have on offer at the moment.
1: So uh, I'm on Instagram uh, mainly. You can find me in a couple of places. So my main Instagram handle for all things Lake District and kind of my life uh, is uh, Girl About the Lake District. So that's me. And then my business is also on Instagram and that is called Always Swimming Wild, um, which is on there as well. And I have a website for that too. Uh, so you can find me on there. Um, things I have coming up. So uh, I'm running some swimming sessions with Outkit over the winter. Uh, we've got a night swim, like an introduction to night swimming. I think that's in November. Um, and oh, it is November. Oh my gosh. So we've got right, later this no. month, <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> later this month, we've got an introduction to night swimming. We'll have a social festive swim. Um, it's where I work as well in a shop. So there's loads going on there. You can always find me working in there, uh, working mostly hard and sometimes eating chocolate biscuits. Um, <laughs> and then um in the new year i've got some retreats like wild swimming retreats running at the swan hotel in newbie bridge uh, in the south lakes amazing hotel beautiful stunning hotel uh, can't recommend enough but i'm running some swim retreats for them in the new year i think those dates are just being confirmed this week so when we get those confirmed uh, they'll be advertised through the swan and i'll advertise them as well um and then yeah that that's me really um or you can just find me on a hill or in a lake somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh,
1: thank you for um,
0: yeah, sharing all them. Like I said, I'll mention them all below in the show notes anyways. But, um, but yeah, thank you for just sharing your knowledge, your energy. And uh, yeah, just really appreciate it. Thank you, Ali.
1: That's all right. Thanks for having me on. It's been a real pleasure. You're very welcome.
0: thank you so much for listening. I would love to know what you think of the episode and you can reach out to me in the show notes below, the options are there. And if you feel called to rate or review or share this episode, I would be incredibly grateful. Thank you very much everyone.